and welcome to the Sacred Sister Podcast, where we normalize the magic and sacralize the mundane. My name is Brett. And I'm Hannah. And we are so excited to bring this episode to you today. Not only is it the final episode of season one, but it's also a very long awaited one. What are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about meditation. Yes. So we're going to look through what is meditation, what are the benefits of meditation, what are some misconceptions that are going around, and also five types of meditations. And we're going to talk about how we personally meditate. And then we're going to have a call to action at the end. So we really wanted to talk with everybody about how this is the final episode of season one and everything that kind of season one was formulated around. Do you Mm -hmm. want to go a little deeper into that? Yeah, so we really used season one to lay foundations for upcoming seasons. And we, you know, we talked about tarot and spirituality and numerology and what is it really what we are trying to convey with this podcast in talking about bringing season two on we're going to be taking a little break just to get really clear and just give ourselves a little bit of time i was in new mexico for a lot of passings that have happened in my family recently hannah was in germany visiting with her family so we just want to get back get grounded take some time for ourselves but we are going to have a few really exciting things coming up in the next month do you want to talk about those Mm-hmm. we're gonna have the actual song coming out that Britt composed and we're gonna be showing you the whole song which is so beautiful and we sing it in before every episode and it is such a beautiful way of coming into the space and grounding ourselves and really connecting to the mission of this podcast and I'm really excited to share it with you all. Yeah so another big part of stuff that we don't even talk about are the work that Hannah and I do on this podcast necessarily is that Hannah has a growing business of being an inner peace coach. And I actually have a growing business that has to do with a spiritual wellness blog. And I'm also recording a medicine album right now. And what I feel like a lot of the songs that come through me are these are like spirit based medicine songs. Mm-hmm. And this song that came through that is now the sacred sister podcast song came through as a little memento to join in sisterhood in this time of expansion and increasing awareness and we're just so excited to share it with you and we'll make little downloadable links and we'll let you know whenever we do launch that little snippet of that song we'll let you know where you can download it i'm probably going to make a soundcloud for it as well so you could listen to it anytime you want to on soundcloud yes So, so much to season two. We're going to also talk a little bit more about that in an an extra intro that we're going to drop as well. But now let's focus on meditation. Mm -hmm. And in order to really get into this meditation episode, just as we do in every episode, we're going to actually do a little meditation. Sacred sister, a kindred flame, may we light one another from the ashes rise. Oh, we rise. Oh, again. 
comfortable seat and close your eyes if possible. Let's take a deep breath in together through the nose. And out. I always love to sigh it out. It's just so, such a medicine for me because sometimes we don't allow ourselves to sigh out things and there's just sometimes just stuck energy within ourselves that wants to come out. So let's do it again. Big breath in. Ah. Really allow yourself to sink into this moment. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Another big breath in. Just let your breath calm down into a natural pattern that works for you right now that feels comfortable. And now I ask you to take your right hand and place it onto your heart. Can you feel your heart beating? Allow yourself to really connect with that beat, that rhythm of your life. Our heart is so powerful. In fact, it keeps everything running. Without her, we wouldn't be here. New studies also have found that our heart actually reacts to situations faster than our brain in many moments. So we literally feel a situation before we think it. Let's just give some props to our heart, gratitude, that she's beating every day, every night, and allowing ourselves to be here and do our work and have fun and experience all the whole range of emotions that we as souls have come here to experience. There's no good or bad. There's no good emotion or bad emotion. It is the whole range that our soul seeks to experience. And Earth provides that for us. And whenever we feel that we are overwhelmed with what's going on, 
where we are stressed and anxious about the future, we can always come back to this very moment, placing our heart into our hand, <laughs> placing our hand onto our heart, and allowing ourselves to feel that vital and powerful heartbeat that is there throughout our whole life. And she always will be there and guiding us through anything. Allow yourself to really listen to that beat and see it as the rhythm of the music of your life, the soundtrack of your life. And whatever you do is the melody and your heartbeat is the beating drum that connects everything that grounds you and brings you back into the present moment. Knowing that as long as this heart is beating, there will always be a way. There's always an opportunity a solution. There's always a path that will be exactly the one that we are meant to take. Now let's rub our hands together. Create a warm energy between our hands and place both hands onto our heart again and just say thank you thank you for our heart and thank you for our body that allows us to be here in this moment that allows us to learn and experience life in all its different facets Thank yourself for doing the work and for showing up no matter what. Let's take a deep breath in together. Inside out. Allow yourself to stretch. And a deep breath in. And out. Whenever you're ready, just open your eyes and come back. Mm. Oh, mm. oh. 
cracks. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mm, that was nice. Yeah, I honestly, just coming out of the meditation, I was like, what was I even talking about? <laughs> Those are the best types. It's like a never version of myself said the things and then the other Hannah was like what? <laughs> this is a really beautiful Stingin'. yeah this is a really beautiful piece of what meditation can give you in part is that clearing of the channel so that you're just open to receive mm-hmm. and it's like that in any in a lot of different mediums mm-hmm. I can say the same thing about channeling songs it's like I have no idea what's about to come out of my mouth and then just this song comes out that I'm like oh it feels like home yeah. like I feel like I've known it my whole life yeah and then it's like it just I have to remind myself that it didn't exist in the physical world until I brought it here it make it makes it so much more easy to have hands-off experiences with creating things, don't you think? Yes. Because it's not like it's coming from your own ego that's, like, attached to whatever it is that you created. Exactly. It's just like, oh, yeah, this wanted to come out today. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I had the same experience when I did my astrology exam, and I only had eight hours, and it sounds like, wow, eight hours is a long time. But it was so much <laughs> um, to like calculate and draw and interpret and everything, and uh, I just I just um, meditated in the moment and I allowed to just have my pen write whatever needs to be written, like the calculations I did with my analytical mind. Like I I can't say that I have that figured out how to meditate and do math, <laughs> but. For me, it's like just writing, um, allowing the pen to just to just write whatever needs to be written, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was it was good. It was really good, and that's what's called automatic writing, and that's kind of like another way of. I was going to say that's another form of meditation yeah. for sure, because you're not thinking, and also automatic painting, like mm-hmm. yeah, automatic singing. I mean, mm-hmm. that's really channeling mm-hmm. whatever needs to come through. Like oracles are doing that, and. Mm-hmm. You know, the Oracle of Delphi, like even ancient oracles, that's what they did. They were meditating and then just channeling messages mm-hmm. to the king and to the people that showed up and needed some guidance and, mm-hmm. you know, mediums do it. Yeah, it's definitely, that's a form of meditation. and But it takes time to get there. Yeah. It takes time because you have to, I always see it almost like a straw, like a pipe, and you have to like clean it out and get all the mm-hmm. all the dirt out before you can just allow it to flow through you mm-hmm. and it's so easy to say oh yeah just let it flow mm-hmm. but i know if i just told that to myself five years ago it would have not worked <laughs> it's just been like what what am i supposed to flow how does that all work that whole thing yeah it seems like there's so many different reasons why people are not able to sink into the flow too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if things have become calcified in the pipe, it's going to take a while to find a, a right brush (laughs) that gets that muck off so that you can be a clean channel and that it could feel comfortable to you and things flow easily and nicely. And there's not a bunch of stuff in there that's 
making noise and getting all gunked up. Yeah. But that's a perfect part of the whole the whole journey of the practice is getting to know those inner pieces of yourself. It's not like they're bad or ugly or shameful or anything like that, but just also awakening that compassion inside of yourself and learning to have compassion and love and empathy for yourself mm-hmm. for your past self being in that in that state also not knowing how mm-hmm. to do it and then mm-hmm. also realizing that other people are just past versions of yourself too that just don't know yet exactly there was something that you said in the meditation that i really loved near the end you said and knowing that there's always the right path to take knowing that there's the perfect path or that you're on the perfect path or something like that. And I thought, even if you don't know what that is yet, Mm -hmm. there are so many timelines in all the decisions that we make in our lives that we could choose any way that it goes. But especially when you're feeling like you're making an aligned decision in the moment, even if it's not quote unquote the right one, like what is the right one? What Maybe is the right one. The right yeah. one for a certain outcome, but mm-hmm. you might get to that outcome and then it's the perfect thing because your soul needed to go on that journey to figure things out in exactly. that moment. But it's like that's what all the choices lead to. Yeah. And yes. then you get to choose again once you figure that stuff out. Yes. And that's and that's why it's always the right path. Mm-hmm. That's like the fun thing about it exactly. too. Like even if you're lost, it's still the right path Everything. because of all of that time of being lost and I speak of my own experience those those really dark times Mm -hmm. that I can like so base my whole business on basically Mm -hmm. now because I've been there and otherwise how would I know how to help people find Mm -hmm. that inner peace if I wasn't in a state of anxiety and depression and stress and you know abusive emotionally abusive relationships and all that stuff because I had to be there. I had to make the wrong choices mm-hmm. to be on the right path. Exactly. It's so fun. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> such a, it's such a beautiful way to come to find peace with your own struggles and learning to see through the lens of that alternative perspective instead of seeing yeah. yourself as that, oh my God, I wish I hadn't had this upbringing or mm-hmm. just all this stuff that creates tension from absolute acceptance and surrender and being a victim and turning that and transmuting it into something that's actually really helpful that says like oh yeah this happened to me but it could only happen to me in this unique way and I know there's a whole population of people that also experience something in a similar way and we're just guiding each other home so opening up and sharing that path is what's helping to heal our entire collective Mm -hmm. like collective consciousness is becoming so much more apparent and that's how we're all able to to grow at such rapid rates now mm-hmm. because all of us are just sharing everything we're learning all the time and we're all just learning with each other yeah it's so much fun it is so fun <laughs> i love it so what is meditation yeah that. yeah is i love meditation? that i love the definition that you had written down will you share it yeah so it's basically a practice of focusing one's mind to achieve stillness and tranquility that is one way of, of looking at it. So really finding that inner peace, finding that stillness and calmness of the mind. And for me specifically, it's about connecting to the divine, connecting to source, connecting to home. I always see life as a 
I see life as a game. So just from my experiences, it's like we're in this in this life that we call reality and it's it's kind of like we're playing this game and there are all these other players that may not be in the game anymore physically they don't have an avatar in this game but they're still there and they're just like helping us out and supporting us and and guiding us through the game and we can always connect with them and i really that's one of the things that i love with meditation is to to connect with a deeper meaning, a deeper purpose, mm-hmm. and finding that calmness and inner peace, knowing just what we just talked about, knowing that we're always on the right path if we make it that way. Mm-hmm. We are, there's always a way to create meaning and give meaning to the things that have happened to us, and especially when we start having like a regular practice of meditation, that helps with that calmness and relaxation and mm-hmm. knowing that we are more than just our physical self yeah and I think I missed whenever you just said there were you mentioning your spirit guides as well as them being the people that help you through the levels and stuff mm-hmm. I love that too because I feel like there are so many people that maybe haven't tapped into what people refer to as aliens or their soul family or their spirit guides loved ones who have crossed over but this is a really perfect place that you can start reaching out and cultivating that relationship just by simply saying, will you make yourself known to me? Yes. Will you give me signs? Will you come to me in my dreams? Will you, you know, for me, I was teleported to the astral realm in which they carried me to the Akashic realm, which I had no idea what the Akashic realm was at the time. But the Akashic records. Yeah. Yeah. So we can be pulled to different things all the time different practices within it yes like there are so many different types of meditation that we can do oh yeah Yeah. we're gonna be talking about the different types specifically Mm -hmm. um what i always like to think about too with meditation is basically when we think of prayer and i feel like prayer is so much more normal than meditation right i thought you were gonna say institutionalized (laughs) and institutionalized (laughs) normalized accepted yes it's more accepted to say a pray for you than i say i am gonna meditate on this Mm -hmm. um but it's it's changing it's shifting for sure and and both of them are so important because the prayer is what we send out this is how we talk to our spirit guides uh, god source universe whatever we want to call the the other realm basically or how our higher self and the meditation is the listening mm-hmm. to it because we need to have the space to listen mm-hmm. because imagine yourself in a conversation and you're just the one talking all the time mm-hmm. um i know that there's like a famous quote of someone that says and i don't remember who it who it is but it says basically learn the the art of listening because that's how you learn something new because mm-hmm. if you talk you're just going to repeat what you already know mm-hmm. but when you listen that's when you can actually grow and learn mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I was reading up on more of my Taurus Gemini cusp today, and it was like shadow side talks too much. <laughs> shadow side needs to learn how to listen. <laughs> and I've definitely had a past with that, where I'm just waiting for someone to like take a breath so I can interject and be like, me! <laughs> I'm going to tell you all about me and my story and my drama. And, um, yeah, that's a definite, you know, that's a definite place that I've come from in the past. However. And it's, it's fun too, to know that because we never get rid of our shadows. This is just part of our, our energetic DNA makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, but just kind of being aware, aware. of them yeah. <laughs> and not letting them take over. Exactly. And being mostly, mostly in the light part of ourselves. There's something that Oprah says too about um, receiving the messages from God. And that's that, you know, initially a soft breeze will pass you. That's like a little message. Mm-hmm. And if you don't listen to the breeze, then you'll get like a tap from something. And then if you don't listen to that, then a rock will be thrown at you. But a small rock and then a big rock and then a brick will slam you over the head. Yeah. So it's like there are different levels of being able to receive the messages. And, you know, some people do wait until like the huge train wreck happens mm-hmm. to get the message. Mm-hmm. But this is a really subtle, intuitive way to to be open to receive those things so that you can actually have that open communication with yourself or God or whatever if you are looking to step into a place of consciously co-creating your reality and not just like waiting for everything to happen to you yes yes beautifully said and uh and it can be it can be like meditation can be so spiritual and so like deeply allowing ourselves to connect with our inner voice just as we were just talking about but also it has just it can be super simple like the benefits like just physical benefits like reducing stress or actually reducing blood blood pressure high blood pressure mm-hmm. um calms the nervous system and also it promotes higher productivity mm-hmm. which i think i just love because i i know for myself that i can get really focused on something that i want to finish like if i'm like in in a project and i'm like oh, i really want to write this blog post or i want to create this right now and and nothing comes through my past self would have just sat in front of that blank paper and just like really pushing myself to put something down and now I've learned to just step away from it and take a break and meditate and rest and be in stillness and just listen and let the inspiration to come through me and then go back into the doing mode of of creation that's such a I wonder if it's a part of the Aquarius rising because Curtis my husband has the same approach with music production as well yeah if he goes into a studio and he has this like goal this deadline that he's got to set there's pressure on him mm-hmm. and it totally takes away the fun and he winds up screaming and yelling and oh man I messed it up and I wish I shouldn't shouldn't have even stepped foot in there today so he's learning how to like assess that burning fire of needing to get in there and create this stuff and just you know stepping out not necessarily sitting down and waiting to receive the inspiration that's not his method but just waiting until he feels like creatively informed so that he can let that creativity influence the music that he's producing and the results are a hundred percent different yeah it is and that's what I've learned too like anytime that I try to push myself to create 
I don't really like it in the end anyway. I'm mm-hmm. not even going to use it in the end anyway yeah. because I just used the thing that, that was flowing through me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so and you might if, as well just shit save your time. I was going to say, even if you wind up um, not caring for it, other people could love it, but just because the story you have associated with it, maybe you just want to create something that's more authentic to you anyways. And then you'll like have a greater story with it later. Yeah, yeah, and it's really it's proven scientifically proven that when we take more rest, we're actual rests and in stillness, we are actually more productive and we get more things done. So mm-hmm. now they, even the whole country is starting to mm-hmm. really bring down the work week because even like having like a nine to five work week ha- makes no sense. Oh five gosh. days of seven days of pure working it makes no sense if you think about it because like you cannot be productive for for eight hours straight i mean yes you have a lunch break but even that lunch break how many how many people do you meditate on a lunch break like it can be super stressful even in in the short period of time that you have a break and um some people don't even take the break and it's especially here in america i see how how little vacation time people have, how little holidays they have. And I'm like... This is why so many more people are turning away from their 9 to 5, like, normal, normalized society, and they want to seek alternatives. Yeah. There are so many people that are unhappy in their workspace. The people that do love their work, bless them. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's really important for us to be able to have that feeling of meaning with the work that we're putting out yeah in order to have that like really open approach yeah and to flow especially for us women when we're going through our own moon cycle flow just knowing like there are times where we're more productive and there are times where we need more meditation more rest and stillness Mm -hmm. and allowing that to flow through us i feel like that's going to be a whole episode on the relationship to ourselves and And even I was just thinking about the PMS and the hormonal things that are going on around the moon cycles. But when we aren't able to give ourselves that time, it can manifest as like bad moods and Mm -hmm. those mood. I mean, the mood swings come from the hormones as well. I understand. But when we're not able to honor ourselves and take that rest, you know, it's like we need support as women. We are meant to be tribes, people that care for one another and help one another out. Jeez, this sun is like <laughs> illuminating my face. Yes, you're illuminated right I'm glowing. <laughs> I'm glowing. So let's talk about the mental benefits. We talked mm-hmm. about physical, and now let's move on to mental. So this is something that drew me to meditation initially, is about the reduction in anxiety, calming us down, learning how to cultivate positive self-talk, and broadening perspective to see a more well-rounded and full scope of reality. Mm-hmm. And I love that you wrote that because in the notes later down there, I wrote as well, able to scope out and have a fuller <laughs> a fuller uh, scope. I of... copy-pasted it into oh, that so okay. that it's was... aligned with it. Yeah, you wrote something else that I had written too, and I was like, oh, we're so, we're so on one oh, with this. Oh, we're with so insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Um, I think that anxiety is the most, one of the most common, if not the most common thing that plagues, especially the Western world, yes. with how hyper-stimulated we are, how um, just hyperactive, how our minds legit don't turn off 
We usually are not taking the proper time before sleep to really allow our eyes to rest and our body to rest so that we can get more restful sleep. And in turn, we're just thinking altogether way more than the human being was meant to be intaking information and thinking so much. And we have so much information and it's so easy. Like I just, for me, it's like one of those things I can easily get sucked into scrolling on Mm -hmm. social media Mm -hmm. And I really have to have really strict boundaries. I sometimes just delete the apps from my phone um, so that I do not allow myself to even get into it. Mm-hmm. But with the whole part of scrolling, like I think there is even, I feel like I've even read a scientific study on scrolling and how it is so like negative to our mind because it's like infinite knowledge. And then there's this curiosity in ourselves that's like, <gasps> Maybe the next post is going to be amazing. Maybe the next one. Oh, I need to see the next one. And it's like infinite. And back in the day, we would have to click next on the page. And that's so much harder to do. Like you have to make this conscious decision. Do I want to continue doing this right now and click next? But if you just scroll, it's just like, oh, so easy. Continuous. Continuous. Forever and ever. Yeah, I... um just last week I saw this YouTuber that I love, Bonnie Rebecca. She did a week of detox from social media. And I realized I've been traveling for years in order to get that detox, to to escape, to do the things like going to the forest and turning my phone off while I go on rock climbing trips or whatever where there's no service anyways. I seek these out. Like, it's really important. And I realized when I was watching that video, I was like, oh, most people don't do this. Mm -hmm. Most people don't take those breaks or know the benefits that are inside of those breaks because I feel like if people did, people would be seeking them out a lot more often. Yeah. Because we don't realize how knee-jerk of a reaction it is to reach for our phone It's like, our phone will log, did you know this, audience? (laughs) Did you know this, friends? Our phone logs the amount of times that we reach for our phone, even if it's just to check the time, how many times, like, the screen turns on and off, and it's, like, hundreds and hundreds of times a day. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And then a lot of our phones track our screen time, and you can check the hours that you spend on x y and z apps mm-hmm. and i'm always so proud of myself when it comes like you spent two hours less than last mm-hmm. last week I'm like, yes <laughs> and even that feels like too much sometimes right, yeah, right. <laughs> because then we so go out funny. of town and it's like we turn our phones off for a week and we realize how much longer time is how much stuff happens in a day when we're not scrolling yeah and uh yeah i mean this is just huge we could do an entire episode on on phone addiction because yeah. it's so normal relationship now. To our phone (laughs) relationship to technology that's a good one yes there's a lot of benefits and there's a lot of not so dope yes yes okay cool and this is where meditation can really help to Mm -hmm. like round it circle it back um because it can help us next time when you find yourself just scrolling through take your phone away put it away and just allow yourself to to do some nice eye care my mom always calls it eye care which I love, like just allowing our eyes to close and just sit there in stillness. Um, or you can just go on YouTube and, and type in a meditation and just go through a different, um, just put on like nice music or an, a guided meditation mm-hmm. and just do that instead and see what changes. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I notice too, I'm like trying to seek answers to my problems outside of myself in the phone. And then I'm like finding myself back. I'm like, what What am I thinking that I'm going to receive from this now? Like it's obviously not going to be the message that I need at this point. Because totally. the message is inside of me and I got to listen to it. Totally. <laughs> I want to touch on something you said about eye care just a moment ago because I love that so much. Okay, I'm going to invite everybody to do this. Hannah, you do it too because now my eyes are just craving it. Okay, so especially when we're on our phone and our eyes are very fixed, if we spend a lot of time on a laptop or anything, this is going to feel amazing. So let's sit up nice and straight. If you're not driving a car, this is for you. And open your eyes. And we're going to just look, keep your nose facing dead ahead, but just move your eyes as rightward as you can possibly go. Like look out of the corner of your eye as far as you can possibly go and you'll start to feel a stretch Mm -hmm. in the nerves of the eye. Oh my gosh, this feels so good. Gives me headaches. (laughs) What, doing that? Yeah. Oh wow, that's... Wow, really? Mm -hmm. It gives you headaches? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I notice that I have a headache. Oh, wow. And then go left. Oh my gosh, see, and there's like no better feeling for me. It feels like a tight hamstring that I'm... Mm. I feel like I gotta do this more often, for sure. It's like the same with like rolling your tongue around. Like at first it like hurts and it's painful, and then afterwards it just feels like So well stretched. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yoga for the eyeballs. Yeah, it totally is. I love it. Uh, and in, in yoga, that's where I initially learned it. Doing a really deep twist, having the nose pointed toward one shoulder, and then pointing the eyes in the other direction. So nice. Mm, <laughs> other direction. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there Thank you, you go. for that. I care. I care. Another type <laughs> of meditation. Yes. <laughs> Looks funny, but... <laughs> It's so good. I'm going to start implementing that into my regular life for sure. Yeah, I want to say about the reduction with anxiety before we move on. I think we'll talk about the misconception a lot later too, but there's this idea of needing to cleanse the mind and needing nothing to be in the mind in order to quote unquote think that we're doing meditation correctly mm-hmm. and getting whatever benefits it is that we think everybody else is talking about when they're talking about med- benefits of meditation. Mm-hmm. But it's so important to assess that just like being the beginner of any sport, any hobby, any craft, that when we first approach it, there's going to be a lot of stuff to learn. There's Mm going to be a lot of stuff to assess. And that's going to look different for all of us. But just being really open to those things that are popping up, whether it's like everyday stresses, trauma from childhood, who knows what's going to be popping up for you. Like the way that you, your husband folds the socks the wrong way and it really bugs you and pisses you off. Like there, there are likely to be a lot of a lot of things that kind of bug you or a lot of things that you push away from yourself that surface Mm -hmm. and these are just more aspects of the self that like want to be loved and accepted I just wanted to put that out there because for a long time I told myself that I didn't know how to meditate and it was useless to try and oh yeah it was huge to like calm the mind oh my gosh get so upset with myself because I like couldn't have the clear headedness that it seemed like all the all the yogis had yeah, and it was the same for me. I could have never seen myself doing meditation. 
uh, I was, I always wanted to move. I always thought like I always needed to do something with my hands or I needed to like just be engaged in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I know that I live in a five house, number five house. <laughs> That's where I grew up in Germany and I just visited Germany. And here, this is my number 11 house. And if you don't know what we're talking about, we have a whole episode on numerology. But it's, it's such a different energy in that house. And I still feel that, that, uh, that, that like need to do something. Mm-hmm. And every time that I'm in that house, I feel that need to just be doing. And I have to like really, really um, be really focused on not falling into that old pattern of myself mm-hmm. and go back into meditation mm-hmm. um, but yeah it was actually it was yoga that brought me into allowing myself to rest and we talked about it in the yoga episode too and it's it's okay if it doesn't if it feels like oh I can't do this right now then that's okay too you know we don't have to push ourselves to yeah we're learn gonna these we're gonna talk about the five types of meditation and I'm sure a lot of you are gonna be really surprised um as I was when mm-hmm. I first started learning about the different types of meditation so yes. let's continue on you want to talk about the emotional benefits yes so the emotional benefits after we talked about physical and mental the emotional benefits basically it promotes self-love which we kind of talked about too uh, increases love and forgiveness for others and it really helps us going with the flow so I feel like with the emotional aspect it not only like allows ourselves to understand ourselves on a deeper level and just feel loved like I just especially when I do meditations on gratitude mm-hmm. even just like just as we did placing the hand on the heart and just being grateful that our heart is beating right now because otherwise we wouldn't be here and I mean how many times do we think about that how many times do we worry about silly things and then we need a certain illness or accident or death or like tower moment in our life to remind ourselves that ultimately just these little simple moments are the moments why we're living (laughs) the the most simplest things are really our our main purpose in life it's not some grand thing that we need to put out there and create have something physical of it in order to fulfill our purpose there's this really beautiful quote that i just recently read on facebook which is another benefit of the social media because you can come across beautiful arts and quotes and wisdoms and it was basically saying that our purpose is not to do something on the outside, you know, the more time we feel like we need to push ourselves to be on our purpose, on our path, our purposeful path. But it's more like really allowing these simple moments to matter. Like we're helping an an elderly lady up the stairs or we're um, comforting a crying child or just like little pieces like those random acts of kindness that we can do throughout our whole life throughout the whole day those are really what gets us on our soul's purpose on our path and those are really the times where it's really emotionally healing to allow ourselves to look at those simple moments and celebrate them mm-hmm. and be grateful for those 
because that also, for me at least, it takes away the anxiety and stress that I can create myself of like feeling like, oh, I want to create all these things. I have all these ideas and I want to be already there in the future and have it all set in place. But reminding myself that ultimately those simple moments are the reasons why we are alive and who knows what's going to happen in the future. Mm. And to stress ourselves up about the future and worry about it, it doesn't, it doesn't help us. It doesn't serve us. Yeah. And that's where meditation like really helps us to just be okay with where we at and have that compassion to ourselves. And then also understanding whenever people are going through a rough time and and are are in a bad mood because we know, okay, I've been there as well, and we can be more forgiving. And before we react out of anger and and triggers, we can take a breath meditate go back to the issue and then we immediately feel that oh wow I can't even be angry at that person anymore I just have so much love (laughs) yeah like really asking where is this feeling of judgment or anger or another person just like trying to shame another person just like thinking they're not doing it right because they're not doing it the way that you would be doing it Mm -hmm. anytime we have those feelings it's just a prompt to go within mm-hmm. and see what's circulating inside. Why do you want people to be like you? Why does everything have to be the way that you want it to be? Do you think they might just be doing the best that they can in the moment? Yes. Do you consider the things that are going on in their life? Recently on my trip to New Mexico, I prompted those ideas <laughs> whenever someone started going off about you know, how terrible your people are doesn't matter to a certain extent because people that are unwilling to be open to new ideas are not going to understand it in the way that you're trying to say it anyways so sometimes it's about picking your battles and not allowing yourself to get upset because other people don't get it and you know still just being able to love them in their ignorance (laughs) (laughs) because we've all been there at some point i wanted to say before we move on to the spiritual too more on going with the flow i think about meditation as a period of time to neutralize emotions too Mm -hmm. and a lot of times you'll be feeling out anger something that i'm really really upset about and just letting myself breathe into it and really go there really get super super angry about the situation or like sadness just like letting myself tap into something that i can feel usually when i know that i need to cry about something i can tell that it's right beneath the surface Mm. and i'll be feeling myself wanting to go there throughout the day but it's like not an appropriate time to bust out so the meditation or just like sitting calmly with myself which is meditation is um the perfect time to just let the tears well up yes to start the sacred tear session Mm -hmm. and you know if that is laughter meditation if it's the anger meditation if it's any any kind of emotion that wants to come up that's like a perfect time to assess it let it come out you don't need to target it at anybody. Exactly. It's yes. perfect. Yes. And it's so healing for relationships too when we don't take our our own almost like the packages, the emotional like packages, packages that we have. Yeah. And we don't we haven't opened it yet, but we just give it to someone else. Like, yeah. no, those are for ourselves to open and see like what's in here. Because it's a force multiplier whenever you shove it onto somebody else because you're there expressing it and then you're also telling someone you get it too. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do about this? 
Yeah. And it just causes more problems, which is not what we want. And I love how there's there's also a story um, about like a, I want to say like a Zen teacher, and you know when someone comes at one with with like anger, for example, and then seeing it as like a package that they want to give you. And you just say, no, thank you. Like, I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it on. That's something for me that I have to practice because it's, I go so easily into the empath state of knowing, oh my gosh, he's angry. So I feel his anger. I feel into that now. Mm -hmm. And like, I have to always remind myself of the spiritual protection episode. Spiritual protection, (laughs) especially for empaths and highly sensitive people. Because there is a time where it's not good to be empathetic mm-hmm. of people. And especially when they're targeting their anger at you. It's not a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like feeling their their stuff is fine, but not necessarily taking it on. Yeah. Like, you can still be there for them and be like, yeah. I empathize. I That is hard. I understand. But not allowing it to infiltrate your own energetic yeah flow. yes exactly and that's another thing with meditation too i feel like it is so connected to spiritual and emotional protection mm-hmm. creating those boundaries mm-hmm. this really it helps to to detach and create those boundaries for ourselves yeah we'll talk more about that in the types of meditation cool cool so now spiritual connecting to the inner voice expanding psychic healing abilities Trusting in life, learning to clear our minds so that we may be open and clear to receive the messages that our intuition may not be given the opportunity to all the time. Yeah, we touched on that before. And yeah, it's really, I feel like meditation basically helps us to see with our third eye and to listen, to hear with our third ear. And it's just, it's just so interesting how how much there is to see in this world and how much there is to hear in this world that Mm -hmm. we are so likely not to listen to because we receive so many informations throughout the time throughout Mm -hmm. our whole day like billions of bits of information and we are the ones that choose which information do we think is important for us to take on and remember and react to Mm -hmm. and meditation really helps to become more focused and like okay what are the things that i like to be more Mm -hmm. um aware of because they are all happening around us like synchronicity it's just like a little thing like that like and this is where your vibratory resonance comes into it too because we're constantly looking for things to affirm at the level that we're at Mm -hmm. so that's also a really good way to start assessing what co-creating your own reality looks like at different states in your life because you know at some super low points maybe you're having self-confidence issues or self-worth issues or anger issues or whatever you're going to be in the same reality that another person is perceiving completely different stuff you're going to be picking up all the lower vibratory stuff that that you have circulating inside of you because you're constantly looking for the affirmation that yes this is what my world looks like yeah to keep keep cementing and con concreting like yes this is me this is who i am this is what the world is like 
this is all this stuff. And then once you start doing the self-healing work and you start ascending in that vibratory uh, resonance, that's when the world starts to look differently because you're yeah. in the same exact place, same world, same people you're surrounded by, but you start seeing it in a different way. Yes, totally. Totally. And that's when I started my spiritual journey and um, by the end of 2012, that's when I started noticing so many other spiritual people out there and I thought oh my gosh everybody is starting this journey now but actually they've been already on that journey before I just didn't notice them (laughs) I was just not aware I just didn't attract those people into my life I didn't attract the information I didn't attract the teachers because I wasn't there yet so believe like it's like we're saying the vibe your vibe attracts your tribe and with meditation you can really adjust your vibe to the tribe that you prefer to attract. So that's a fun thing to do. I'll ask yourself, are there certain types of people that you tend to attract or certain types of situations that you tend to attract? Because that's where meditation can really help to just ask, how does that serve me? How is it serving me that I attract these types of people? How is it serving me that I attract these similar situations? Like, for example, if you just had this pattern of creating something, you're putting it out there, and then you don't get the appreciation that you want it to happen. Or if you are asserting yourself in in a relationship and it ends up going completely into some fight or argument, or whatever pattern it may be, ask yourself, how does that serve you and ask yourself that in meditation and then just Mm. listen and even if you don't get an actual answer just allow it to flow into your life yeah and this i feel so important to understand that in one realm of our life we might be in this place that's trauma-ridden and not assessed or has huge hardship and challenge still and a lot of other states we might be like in a great balanced state Mm -hmm. also another really really big topic that i feel like is like one of the most interesting aspects of the human experience which is how dynamic we are Mm -hmm. as humans and how much nuance there is to our existence i feel like nuance has been like the word of the year Mm -hmm. and just like scoping out all the different like complexities and ways that we're so dynamic as human beings and like nothing is as what it seems Mm -hmm. like facts are becoming like a thing of the past (laughs) (laughs) truly because everything is different from whatever angle you view it from and there are like no absolutes anymore it's becoming like an easier truth for us to digest yeah especially if you if you go into Uh, the other realm into the astral realm like anything that we learn here that we feel like yeah they are absolute truths in this world like gravity for example whenever i drop something it's gonna fall down but depending on where you are it's not gonna be the same yeah exactly maybe here on earth but yeah that's just the one piece of the truth (laughs) exactly so Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really it's really fun and it also helps like with meditation it also helps to ask those questions, to just allow yourself to reflect on those deeper issues, those deeper questions in life. Because 
just that stress is really fun. It's like part of our life. Like we just do this all the time. Yeah. Like we, the, we existentialism like is like our <laughs> second home. <laughs> and that's another really beautiful aspect that I love that you brought up about bringing up the conversations to yourself, but also like how cool to have a friend that you feel safe to have this sort of open dialogue with where you don't even have to be necessarily talking about anything per se like it's just playtime and you get to like bounce ideas off of each other and there's no judgment about anything you just get to freely express everything and there doesn't have to be some end goal that you're supposed to have with the communication but so fun and if you're interested in astrology look for someone that has where you have like a sun jupiter connection because <laughs> those are the best philosophical friends that you can have hannah and i are like right on top of each other's jupiter <laughs> so now let's move on to the misconceptions of meditation and that's that's something for me that is super important and relevant because i have many people in my surroundings like in my family and also like clients that just have never done meditations and when I suggest meditation because that's just part of the journey <laughs> to find some way of meditating and some way of really allowing yourself to connect with your inner voice because ultimately you don't want to be dependent on some other guide to guide you through life you want to know and learn how to develop that relationship to your own inner guide and those misconceptions that usually come up is I I can't just not think about anything. I can't just not sit in stillness. I need to do something. I need to get going. I, I can't and also I can't sit in a certain way. Because I feel like a lot of times when you think of meditation, we see this yogi and it's like... Lotus pose. Yeah. Straight open hips, <laughs> open knees, super healthy knees. No. This is another this is another point that I really love to ask people like what do you think that meditation is and who where are you developing that opinion of what meditation is has it been given to you by somebody would you want to question that you know cuz mm -hmm. some people are really hierarchical about the thing you know and they make they make uh, these practices so exclusive to certain people and you know it's under the guise of spirituality but really it's a big fat ego <laughs> and this is another really important part of our own discer discerning process is being able to objectively look back and you know have our arms folded and say what do I think of this let mm -hmm. me gather and intake as much information as I can about this and then how do I discern what's going on here and is it a fitting piece of the puzzle of my life mm -hmm. might yeah. be might be for your neighbor might not be for you and that's perfectly fine yeah and it's and this is where we're going to be talking about the five types of meditation and i mean those are just the five main types there are like like we said it's multifaceted and you create your own type of meditation ultimately mm -hmm. um but this is where you can really see how certain meditations work for certain people and don't work at all for other people. And you and you were saying there's like a specific study that you wanted to share in regards to that too, right? Yeah, so recently, I've mentioned here before that I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups. And a lot of times when people mention some certain challenge or tribulation they're working through, they ask for insight on it. And 
usually somewhere in the comment thread there's like meditation is an answer for this Mm -hmm. and I just want to speak on that because um just like Hannah just said there are certain practices that you can use for things and then there's those same practices may not be resonant for somebody else in the slightest. So what I did was I googled, has meditation been proven to work? And what I came up with was this article that says a 2014 literature review of 47 trials in 3,515 participants suggests that mindfulness meditation programs show moderate evidence of improving anxiety and depression but the researchers found no evidence that meditation changed health-related behaviors affected by stress, such as substance abuse and sleep. So this is just a really, really tiny portion of the article, but I wanted to bring it into today's episode just because it's like there's nothing that's absolute again. Mm -hmm. It's like nothing's gonna be 100% effective. This is why we have so many tools and it's our responsibility to come to know what works for us Mm -hmm. and I also want to stress how there is no cure-all practice Mm -hmm. for every issue in life there's no one methodology there's no one system there's no one strain of knowledge that's going to cure all the problems in the world yeah and it's And, and 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 the beauty is that there are so many infinite ways and possibilities and ultimately they all have like the same core truth but the way that we get there is the, depends on our journey yeah. depends on how we want to get there it's there's a saying in german alle wege oder viele wege führen nach rom i wonder if that's a saying in english too like many many ways many guide to you home what is it just like many paths to guide you home kind of it's it's to Rome but basically Mm. yeah Um, it basically says that wherever you need to go wherever you need to be there are many ways to get there exactly (laughs) Mm -hmm. and allowing yourself to to be on your own unique journey and celebrating that that's what I'm really learning because I've I've had times where I was really ashamed of like what has happened in my past and how I allowed myself to fall into this deep state of depression and anxiety and just like a really bad situation in my life in general just a really dark time and I had really a lot of shame in that regards and now I'm learning to own that and really celebrate it and it's such a different way of living your life when you allow yourself to to own your own your path and I just love when people talk about all the shit that they did before and and now they got to this place where they can actually be that that spiritual guide to others because of the shit that they went through Mm. not because we're like born angels and we've never done anything wrong but it's because we went through hell that's that's why we can guide others mm-hmm. to go through their own hell as well. That's really the juice of it. Mm-hmm. I like that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I really love that. Thank you. So I'm not really sure how I got into this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because we said meditation doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. So the reason why it doesn't work for everybody for this 
particular study, it was actually just mindfulness meditation that they were looking at. And so we're going to be talking about the five main types of meditations. I got those from soultruthgateway.com. Thank you for putting those out there. And those five types of meditations. So are, let's let's go through them and then we'll talk about each one individually. Yes, you want to go through them? Oh, sure. So there are visualizations, mindfulness meditation, movement meditation, mantra meditation, guided meditation, and sound healing. Beautiful. So let's start with visualizations. Mm-hmm. So those visualizations we do at some episodes uh, actually here in our podcast as well. And this is probably something that that is like the most... Maybe the most commonly known in meditation, I want to say. I want to say, I, I guess... The mindfulness meditation too, huh? That part. Yeah, I guess I, I usually associate visualization and guided meditation along the same path, but I understand how visualizations are different and they don't always have to go together. Yes, mm-hmm. so the guided meditation would be someone guiding you through visualization or through mindfulness meditation or through any of the other meditations and with just visualizations that would be basically you doing it on your own Mm -hmm. so one of the one of the fun things the more that you meditate the easier come the visualizations part because that is part of like the third eye opening and um, it's basically developing that psychic ability that we all have inside of us. Some people have it easier access to it, but it is something that we can learn and allow ourselves to to dive into. I feel like a lot of it has to do with imagination in general oh, yeah. too. Yeah. Great way to grow your imagination. Oh yeah. And it might be really challenging for you to really visualize things and to see things. Mm-hmm. I think you were telling me about a story that you were going to share here on the podcast. Yes. So I had a client who had really hard time with a visualization meditations. Like she was thinking she needed to say something. Uh, she needed to see something specifically. And she was like, I just don't see anything. It's just black. It's just darkness. And it's, um, she was really frustrated about it, you know, because she's like, oh my gosh, I'm failing failing in this meditation I just can't get to see what I'm supposed to see and I was I was guiding her through to just accept that this darkness is what she's meant to see that is exactly the medicine that she's meant to receive at that moment and this is really something that um, I want to talk about it too in regards to meditation is is not having any expectations on it because they can fuck with us big time. They can make a meditation. Mess the whole thing up. Yeah, they can make a meditation not work at all because you have expectations of how the meditation should go. And this is true of expectation in general. Usually yeah. it's not going to deliver in the way that you want, which is the exact design of it, which is why you when you set yourself up with expectation it's pretty sure to have some element of failure or not deliver exactly what it is that you want because no one else knows exactly and can live up in the exact way that you imagine it yes and I feel like there, there are different types of expectations too like there's the expectation that 
I will be guided, I will be supported on my path. You know, that can be also an, an expectation. And that's like a, it's a more open expectation. It's not like a whole, like a very strict, tight expectation of how it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like the how is the part that we don't want to expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the But for for my clients, and, and really she started to, be okay with that darkness and just sit with it and allow yourself to receive that and because darkness is also the divine feminine to allow ourselves to see the black and and really receive that 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 feeling of comfort and safety almost like we're inside the womb again from our mother and she started to do that and be okay with what is and now she's having visions and she sees the visualization like she starts seeing things during meditation and i'm so proud of her i'm so happy and that is really something that is in general in life as soon as we try to make something work it's not gonna work Mm -hmm. and as soon as we just say i'm okay with what is right now because i know that this is exactly what i'm meant to experience right now yeah, you then know, it opens up. When you were telling that story, I started envisioning a sink and the sink being filled with black water. And she's swimming up at the top, swimming around like, all I see is this black stuff, is this black stuff. And the, the, the lesson to be learned can only be learned if she stops moving mm-hmm. and allows herself to sink down to the bottom of the pool and pull the plug so oh. all the blackness can drain down and then it's a big open clean sink so that whatever she wants can be filled inside there <laughs> i love that that was such a fun thing and that's a visualization right there exactly <laughs> yeah so it's like whatever is whatever you're fixated on is what's keeping you from having the experience because you can't sink down into the experience whenever it's your mind is filled up with something else in its place Mm -hmm. and another thing to like practice visualization too is like for example to look at your hands and then close your eyes and see if you can still see your hand or at least the the outlines of it and just start practicing with that Mm -hmm. that's like one way of like starting to like open up your third eye i mean there are so many different ways of opening up the third eye which is like a whole a whole episode Episode in itself yeah yeah i'm thinking of like all the ways that learning these ancient self-knowledge systems with tarot and astrology and all the really deep symbolism when you start working with symbols it also enlivens a lot of the imaginatory aspects of our abilities Mm-hmm. So yes. that helps me as well be able to visualize things because I start seeing things in a more symbolic way mm-hmm. that it like then takes a while for me to learn how to like translate it communicatively outward. <laughs> but and, it's so much fun. Yeah. Again, it shows us how dynamic we are, how limitless we are, how able to create things out of nothingness and how all of us have our own unique stuff to bring to the world. Mm-hmm. And it's so fun, too, with visualizations. The more you practice it, you can go on vacation regularly. Like, yeah. I love to just, like, I nurse my daughter, and we're just in bed, and I'm, like, closing my eyes. I'm, like, where do I want to be? And just 
just this this morning I was like going to Greece to Santorini to this island where all the houses are white and the and the the ocean is there and turquoise blue ocean and just when I'm going through down this pathway and it's just so much fun and the fun thing is too for our brain it doesn't make any difference if we're actually there in real life mm -hmm. quote unquote or if we're there in our mind <laughs> it's so true I remember learning that at the um, ancient voices retreat that I went to last February in Hawaii we went swimming in the ocean with wild dolphins and we saw these um, all these different types of whales and it was amazing and then I went and had a meditation and these orcas came to me and dolphins in the meditation and I I just it was that same feeling that I was there with them mm -hmm. and there is some study that says when those wild animals show up to you you your body can have the same reaction that it would if you were physically experiencing it mm -hmm. it's like these are the thing our mind is so powerful mm -hmm. <laughs> we're able to create whatever types of experiences that we want at any given time yes so yes. we so are vibrant so, yeah we are so powerful because i feel like a lot of times we say mind and a lot of people think mind equals brain and that's not what we mean because <laughs> mm -hmm. the brain is just the receiver of whatever we allow to come through it <laughs> we're we're the actually we're the consciousness behind it all exactly so um yeah let's move into talking about mind let's move into the mindfulness meditation mm -hmm. and i have here a quote from the oxford dictionary mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a ther therapeutic technique. Mm -hmm. So really, mindfulness meditation is to just sink in and listen to your feelings like ask your body how am i feeling right now what's going on just to sink into a space of mindfulness mm -hmm. to slow things down give yourself time to become mindful and you can do that anywhere like you can fold your laundry mindfully you can wash the dishes mindfully um this can be a great partner exercise too just learning how to cultivate stronger relationships whether it's in your immediate family or partnership just noticing things about the other person that sometimes you don't because you're so used to them being around all the time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah honestly mindfulness in any aspect of life that's resonant for you to sink into at the time mm -hmm. yeah it's cultivating that changes so much because that's when you can really enjoy those simple moments that are I feel like you know in society we feel like we need to do such big things or it needs to be at least at least what I get from social media is it needs to be this big celebrative thing in order to be really happy and it doesn't it can really literally just be cuddling up on the couch and that's it <laughs> or just sitting next to a waterfall and listening to it or just um eating a yummy sandwich <laughs> whatever just having experiences yeah just being mindful of having experiences rather than the endless yearning for more 
things. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um... For more things, for more knowledge, for more experiences. Like the yearning part is the one that keeps us away from the mindful grounding into grounding into the present moment exactly mm-hmm. so and the year but the yearning is also part of our life as a human so we're not saying that that's a bad thing to yearn because mm-hmm. that's our desires and they you know take us into certain directions and that's fun too so but mars cultivating balance between the yearning and the chilling yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) and now ooh, let's talk about movement meditation yes so wow what a story i have with movement in general i think i've talked a lot about um not a lot i've mentioned it a few times in uh certain episodes about the past that i have with being bullied about my body different aspects of my body how skinny i was how rhythmically challenged i was how um, I always fancied myself someone who was able to learn choreography, but I really wasn't at all. Oh my gosh, me neither. <laughs> and, um, you know, I, uh, I really dissociated from my body in a lot of ways after receiving so much criticism about the way that I looked when I moved and just how skinny and lanky I was and how, you know, it was just a bad idea for me to dance mm. <laughs> and these only need to be told to a person so many times for them to believe it and for them to stop moving Mm -hmm. and um it took a lot of humiliating things but then I you know you couldn't get me to move if you paid me because I was so fearful of the criticism and really being able to witness other people have freedom in their expression whether it was through singing which I also dissociated for myself after much criticism and moving my body through dancing just by being able to witness other people in their own freedom yeah freedom is our birthright Mm -hmm. and there's a reason that we feel so much more energetically open when we're able to put our own shit around our own stuff aside Mm -hmm. and just let ourselves live yeah and just let ourselves relax just like kids like if you look at Mm -hmm. kids like emma she she hears a song and she starts dancing like she doesn't care what we think about her dancing my niece katie cat too yeah Yeah. and it's wild dances it's wild dances that we would never we would never do as an adult (laughs) well except now except now and there's so much ecstatic dance going Mm -hmm. on now i never knew what ecstatic dance was until a few years ago and for those of you who are maybe like "Ooh, what's that um, it's really just allowing your body to move in the way that it feels in any given moment. And usually it does look super wild mm-hmm. and everybody has their own style mm-hmm. of doing it. So fun. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe that's another call to action. If the one that we have doesn't suit you, maybe just put on your favorite music and allow yourself to move. Even if it's by yourself when nobody's home. Yes. Yes. Um, Definitely, definitely, because that's what something that I realized with meditation that I always thought, like, my husband doesn't do any meditation, but that's not true. Like, he goes running, and when he runs, he is in such a clear state of mind, and it calms him down, and he releases stress, and it's literally his way of meditating, and he can also do other sorts of meditations, but he just prefers 
the movement meditation as mm-hmm. that's his thing. Mm-hmm. He's an Aries too, so Aries loves to have the movement and the action. So. Exactly, my husband too, Aries son, and he's actually out right now climbing, <laughs> rock climbing. That's his form of movement meditation, and man, is he taken with it. Yeah. Taurus moon, he absolutely loves the the earth that earth element to sync up with his emotional needs just like what makes him feel at home yeah that earth element yeah being able to sink into that total flow state that you're just getting from the bottom to the top of the rock mm-hmm. and it's and it's something that for me like for example like meditating while running that's a hard one for me um, I've tried oh, me it, too. but it's, that's, that's like, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, meditating while I'm dancing, like, yes, that's, that's my sort of movement meditation or like a, like a Tai Chi kind of movement or like yoga movement. Like this is, that's my jam. But like, as we said, like there is no right or wrong doing meditation. If it's in whatever way it feels good to you, if it, allows you to connect with your inner voice and feel more calm and relaxed Ta-da! Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's your that's your way of doing it mm-hmm. um okay mantra meditation mm-hmm. next one yeah i love mantra meditation i first got introduced to it i want to say with kundalini and um usually that's associated with mudras as well which are the hand walks finger walks um, in, in efforts to help energy flow in a certain way for specific purposes. But yeah, the mantra meditations, you could do, you could do anything. I want to say there's total freedom in this too. You could do Sanskrit meditations that are already created, English meditate or mantras that are already created, or you could just make up your own on the spot with whatever it is that you need right now. And that's a really good one for people that say I just can't think of nothing because mm-hmm. <laughs> I there's always thoughts in my head and sometimes we are in that space where there is like sometimes I have like a song stuck in my head and I'm like I need to get this out that's where mantra meditation really helps to like get ourselves focused on something else and especially when we're stuck on a worry or on a fear focusing on the specific mantra like I am prosperous i am loved whatever it is um just like you said we can use sanskrit or we can even do like with symbols and just really focusing on that symbol while we're doing it or a sigil and it's just it just really helps to stay focused on that and it it's easier i would say to get to that point than just not thinking about anything Mm -hmm. Yeah, it gives your mind something to focus on. Yeah, gives your mind something to do. <laughs> like, okay, your mind is occupied. And I feel like like saying the rosary in mm-hmm. in Catholic Church, that's a mantra meditation. Mm-hmm. Like those people, like whenever we said the rosary, everybody was like in a meditative state. It was like no one was like really focusing on like pronouncing the words in a beautiful melodic way, but it was like la 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 and it was such this this little rhythm and everybody knew what to say next and it it flew so it was flowing so easily so that from that point you can almost transcend to another state and just allow your voice to be on the loop repeating something mm-hmm. yeah i just went to a 
funeral, a Catholic funeral last week for a cousin, uh, not a cousin, an uncle's girlfriend who passed away. And I had never been to Catholic church before. Mm. Never had been. Um, my dad was an altar boy growing up and everybody I know who I'm related with pretty much grew up Catholic. But I was astounded. It took me a while to realize they were repeating the same thing over and over again too. And then I was like, oh wow, they all, it's a thing. Everybody knows what it is and the whole little bench to kneel down on. It's fascinating. And then there are like, you know, that you have the beads, almost like the mala beads. Mm -hmm. They are. They have the same amount of beads on them. Yeah. And they have like different, different, like bigger beads where you change what you say. Like you change like a certain sentence. Oh, I didn't know And you basically tell the story about Jesus and Hmm. what happened with the cross and how he, how he resurrected and all that stuff. So that's like the little part that he changed, but everything else is the same. Cool. So it's like it's it's like at the it's the same, but at the same time you're also going somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a journey. Mm-hmm. But it's a really fun. Like when I realized that the rosary is basically mala beads, mm-hmm. just so fun how like different religions have the the same core. Mm-hmm. But don't say that way. to people of that religion, though. <laughs> you'll be exnayed. You'll be <laughs> cast out. So funny how that is. It's really oh, trust me. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Routine interventions in my family. <laughs> okay, let's go on to guided meditation. Yeah. So the guided meditation is really uh, simple because basically you don't have to do much on your own. You can just allow yourself to be guided. Be guided. Be guided. So we can do guided meditation actually at. Um, at a studio, yoga studio, they they do that guided meditations at times or certain events that you want to go to, or you can just um, go on YouTube. There are a bunch of guided meditations there. Sally Kempton. I just Anything. had to plug Sally Kempton's name. Sorry, I love her guided meditations. She's mm. incredible. I love Louis Hay. Um, she does she does guided meditations on gratitude for mornings and evenings. Ooh, love to listen though. That is she on Gaia? she um those meditations are on youtube cool mm-hmm. uh yeah gaia is another one there are different meditation apps i personally don't use one but i know that know of people that have several meditation apps that they love to use mm-hmm. there's one that i just downloaded recently called insight timer and my friends ash and matt of the yoga couple have guided meditations on that app mm, okay. it's like a place where people can go and have a bunch of different meditations that they share with their social media audience so that oh, they fun. can go and do them with them. Oh, cool. Yeah, a lot of endless, endless, endless Lots ways to meditate. Yes. And then the last one. Sound healing. Sound healing. Yeah, so this... Ooh, you have your little Tibetan singing bowl here. Why don't mm-hmm. you give a little... Obviously, all of us know this with the connection that humans have with music, but there is such a a way that we are taken with music and sound and the vibrations that emanate off of the breaks and the disturbances and silence. <laughs> yes, and we are vibrational beings and we react to sound and sound healing becomes more and more 
like even like scientifically proven mm-hmm. as well when mm-hmm. there are certain frequencies that our certain parts of our body react to mm-hmm. and it's it's fascinating it's so fascinating it's it's the future of medicine and within within healing the chakras too individually if you find you know imbalances within the chakras each chakra is associated with one of the notes on the seven scale note system and um each of the notes you can go and get like for instance this tibetan bowl who knows what note it is but you can go and get the crystal bowls that are tuned to a certain frequency and that is the way that you would use something for sound healing. Mm -hmm. I also want to say too, with the way that I receive channeled songs, um, it's, I guess a combination of the sound healing and mantra meditation, because a lot of times what I come up with are not these big long songs with two choruses and two verses and a bridge it's um, little short medicine songs that are almost meant for those moments where you just need to pull something in to, to bring you back to calm, mm-hmm. <laughs> to bring you back to a good place. I've got so many different ones, and that's why I'm putting together a Chakra Healing album right now, which I'm so excited. Oh, so exciting. So I'll definitely be talking about whenever that's going to be released on here as well, but... For people that have a great connection with music, I highly encourage you to find, whether it's conscious lyricists that really resonate with you or binaural audio Mm -hmm. that plays with the brain waves and calms calms you down in a really different way. What I also love is gong meditations. Mm -hmm. Mm, They have gotten me into such deep states. Of basically trans, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we are. I I want to say that too. Um, we are meditating without even knowing that we are. Um, like even just the state of trans. How many times were you driving somewhere and you end up getting there and you don't really know how you got there, because that might be already a pathway that you just subconsciously already know where to go but you were just in some outer space at this moment Mm -hmm. and that is trans Mm -hmm. and I feel like as we do with this podcast you know normalizing the magic um sacralizing the mundane it just really shows we are doing like if you think that you can't do meditation you're actually doing meditation throughout your day you're just not aware of it and and even just like little parts noticing those parts allowing those things to matter actually helps them to increase more and also increase your confidence that you are able to do it because we all are able to meditate and we all are able to do freaking anything we want to do (laughs) it's just the belief that says otherwise that actually makes it the reality that we can't do it yet (laughs) yeah so shedding that program and saying i invite in something new and asking to receive the download that will help you to be more confident inside of that will help be helpful (laughs) yes and you were mentioning download uh, right now and i just got this feeling i just want to mention this too if you start having like your ears ringing Mm -hmm. that's a sign that you're just getting a download I mean it doesn't necessarily it can also be tinnitus if you have like that 
consistently. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Okay. I wanted to say English that just word. because I couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Tinnitus is the German tinnitus. way of saying it. <laughs> tinnitus. Tinnitus. <laughs> um, but a lot of times when you just ran seemingly randomly get this little ringing in one of your ears I just I just see it as I'm downloading something right now and I mean it's it's the same with like okay giving something meaning or not but it's just it just creates such a different awareness around it because if you if it happens I'm like oh I'm downloading something right now it's just so much more fun to think that way yeah and I think we'll have an entire episode on our relationship with the, the astral realm yeah yeah the source and the many ways that it can manifest yeah <laughs> and that we can tap into it in season two in season two for sure so here we go this was our meditation episode yes wow this is actually our longest episode of sacred sister podcast (laughs) and it's the last one we just wanted to like end it with a bang so tight and hug you hold you so close give you give you all the love (laughs) yeah so we want to invite you now on this last call to action of season one we want to invite you to increase your intuition and if you feel called to tap into one of the meditation styles that we've already listed if something really stands out to you we invite you to go that direction mm-hmm. but also i wanted to ask you to set a goal to meditate every day for a week i'm not saying start today or tomorrow but make yourself a priority whether it's for five minutes 30 minutes whatever you feel called towards And if you are at the beginning of this phase, really allow yourself to say, okay, what is it that's gonna work for me? Do I wanna develop a deeper intuition? Do I want to start learning how to visualize things? And for those of you who may not be sure, I just want to put forward this idea of before you make decisions this week, really take a moment to ask yourself, is this in my highest good? Mm-hmm. Is this something that will serve me in this moment? And if you need some help with that, if you kind of ask it and it's just like, well, who freaking knows? Take a moment, close your eyes. It's statistically um, proven that we're able to more easily settle into ourselves when we close the eyes. Mm-hmm. And really ask yourself, green means go, <laughs> red means no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and just just uh, see if one of those colors starts popping up for you the next time that you're going to make a decision. I love that. I've never done it that way, and, and I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> I haven't either, and I was doing, I'm, I'm enrolled in a Reiki Master Certification program online right now, and she mentioned this meditation technique as a way to awaken intuition, and um, it's on Udemy. It's a Udemy Reiki course, and um, I'm going to start using it too. Yeah, <laughs> that's really fun. So I wanted to offer it to any of you. And please let us know how you like it. Let us know what reached out to you, what spoke to you in this episode. Mm-hmm. And leave it for us in the comments. Yes, we're always excited to receive your feedback. Yeah. So, so for the future, we can't wait to give you a sneak peek on, even though, gosh, we like really kind of blew it with the (laughs) sneak peek (laughs) whatever we'll find more exciting information to put in the sneak peek as well but also making the sacred sister podcast song um a downloadable little 
present for you that hopefully you can just bring into your car with you, bring into your home with you, and deepen your level of uh, connection with us here at Sacred Sister Podcast. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Sal, for taking this time and meditate and learn about meditation. And I'm so excited for you to dive deeper into meditation. It's such a rewarding practice. Yeah, we started this whole project, this Sacred Sister podcast, as a sisterhood project, like a sisterhood activation, and we, Hannah and I, from the bottom of our hearts, just want to thank you so much for riding this wave with us and for being here with us in these episodes and tuning into being interested in tuning into having these conversations. And also our brothers, like when we say sisterhood, we're like... We're referring to the feminine energy. To everybody, yes. <laughs> yeah, not not sex-related, but feminine energy that's really interested in, in spirituality. Yes. But we, um, we really just applaud you. We thank you. I think all of us here can acknowledge that there is a massive turning point happening in collective consciousness right now and that these conversations are only going to start getting louder and louder and more prevalent and more normalized. So... We're excited to be a part of it. Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. And we're happy for you to be here with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Namaste. Namaste.